bam, we're live. What dog? You hope what dog is okay, Shane? What dog? What dog? Elise, 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 Elise Carridido, Carridao. Good evening. Hope everyone had a great day. Zachary Kadat's daily CrossFit tip. Bam, I'm early. Woo! It's going to be a good one. This is going to be a good one. Let's see. Uh, let's start with... Let's start with... Let's start with this one right here. Ready and action. Join me now from Southern California, field reporter for the Daily Caller, Jorge Ventura. So joining me now for more, someone who covers the border for us, Jorge Ventura with the Daily Caller. You also live in Washington, D.C. Report from the border. These marijuana girls are either connected to Mexican cartels or high-level criminal organizations that also use human trafficking as they use workers to work these girls. Hey, what's up, guys? I am live from the uh, Chaz Zone here. What do we want? What do we want? Yeah. Hey everyone, we just crossed, we just crossed the Rio Grande into an island with those group of migrants. We actually almost got swept away with the migrants. This woman was left behind. And right now, Justin, we're still trying to get an exact timeline uh, from Texas DPS. And right now, parents have more questions than answers on what happened on the 24th. Reporting on another night's arrives in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Bam, wow. Wow, it's good. It's good. It's good. Jorge Ventura coming on just a minute here. Uh, you guys originally met Jorge a couple shows back. He works the border. He works all the gnarly spots. If, if, if something's going on there, he works that spot. Uh, and when we first had him on the show, he was working the border. And he reported something on his... Oh, yeah, I can't wait. I'm going to open with this. He reported that in the last six months, 3.5 million people have crossed the border illegally. I wonder how many have crossed illegally. 3.5 million. That's 1% of the United States population and i'm going to contextualize that even more uh soon uh yeah he uh he's dev dick you're definitely not talking to me you must be talking to zachary and that's no that's not nice please don't talk like that about uh to zachary that's not cool at all uh he's back at the border He's back at the border. He's been everywhere, man. Uh, when we had him on the show, he gave us a, a detailed uh, description of the night uh, Rittenhouse was attacked by those three dudes and uh, shot them all. And he gave us his perspective on it and what he was doing there. You know, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. He's one of the few actual journalists these days. Because uh, what's fascinating to me, and I wanted to wait till he was on to do this, but why, why isn't the left using him? He, he's like verite journalism. He's pointing the camera at shit. He's pointing the camera at shit, and he's collecting it. I mean, Jorge, are you gay? Absolutely not. Okay, so... Nothing, nothing wrong with that, but, you know, no, no, just, we're not, we don't play on that team. I'm just seeing what box you check. I don't know why the left media doesn't get this guy, because he's brown, 
and he checks that box and his parents are immigrants. He checks that box. Uh, he's hardworking. He checks that box and he tells the truth. He's just at the border pointing the camera. And, and the only thing that we have to question are his eyes. So if he says he sees 400 people, we kind of have to take his word for it. He's given us some estimates, but we're good critical thinkers and we can decide uh, when, when he's making estimates and not. Uh, have you been hired by – hi, by the way. Man, how are we doing, man? And it's it's it's, it's glad to be back. To be back. <laughs> um, have you? Has anyone on the left tried to? Because uh, last time, whenever I talk to you or I've talked to you in the past, you're always working with like media that's supposedly right, and I'm always surprised that like CNN or CBS or someone like that hasn't scooped you up yet. No, so the only time, um, the only time even CNN has reached out to me is when I got arrested in 2020 covering. Uh, the riots in Louisville. I was mistaken for a rioter. So, um, so CNN actually interviewed us. And they they had her back. It's kind of like an unhidden, like a like an unwritten rule in journalism. When a journalist get arrested, everyone has their back. So that that's the only times they had my back. Telemundo has actually had me on one or two times over the you know over the stuff at the border with the with the migrants. But um, you know that's actually something that I still think about this to this day. That like you know. I covered the, the riots all 2020 in CNN, MSNBC, CBS News, ABC News. Not, not one of them contacted me to, to just talk about, you know, what we saw on the ground and stuff. And you check their boxes for them. And this brings up my point. And for anyone who's listening who uh, is like me and a super liberal, you should know this. The libs don't really care about black and brown and gay. They only care about people who have the same agenda as them. If they really cared about the whole, if they really cared about someone, um, but based on the color of their skin or whose genitalia they liked, they would be hiring all sorts of people, but they don't. And so it's, it's, it's weird how they can just be caught in that lie so easily. And, and really quick, really quick, yeah. man, what you're saying right now, and we're seeing a perfect example of that with Myra Flores, right? Mexican women, wins a Republican mm-hmm. seat. She's a great story, you know, of an underdog, of an immigrant, of, of, a, of a woman standing up and, and rising up into politics. And guess what happens one week later? New York Times, the rise of the far right Latina. I mean, you, you, you can't even write this. I mean, this is parody to me at this point. I mean, you can't even make it up anymore. It's tell good. me tell me for us knuckleheads, why don't you like that headline? Tell us that headline one more time and tell me why you don't like it. The, the headline, I believe it was uh, the rise of the far right uh, Latina. And the funny thing about it is Myra, <laughs> Myra is, is if, if, if you, if, first of all, she's just like a normal Hispanic woman with the normal family traditional values, all that good stuff. But, you know, if, if you talk to her about immigration, it's not like she's like a hardliner on immigration. It's not like she's like deport every illegal and I want this. She, I mean, she wants strong borders, but she supports legal immigration. I mean, if you, you actually speak to some Republicans, she's not even strong enough yet. But according to New York Times, she's far right. And she just has a normal Catholic traditional views. If New York Times thinks, thinks Myra's far right. I mean, their mind will explode if they just drew if they just drove over South Texas in, in McAllen Del Rio and they meet all these Hispanics with like regular views on I mean on just like life and stuff. I mean, I don't know. It's nothing nothing too crazy. What did you think about Nancy Pelosi shoving her daughter? Um. Well, to be honest, man, I when I first saw it, I didn't know if it was like a shove, shove because you know sometimes the media goes a little crazy with these clips, sure. but sure. it looked like. It kind of looked. It kind of did look like a shove. So I was like, "Oh, dang!" And then my I she was looked down at her first, Jorge. She oh, yeah. looked down. She saw it was a little kid, and then she pushed with her arm. She, she um, looked down at her. 
Yeah, yeah. So I, I after I saw it a few times, I said, "Oh, damn, that was a shove." What I was actually more surprised was, I was like, "You know what? I don't think Myra Flores would even. She's not. She's not gonna say anything." But she actually came out, tweeted it out, and like leveled the criticism. And I was like, "Wow." Um, that what was, do you that mean she leveled crazy. the criticism? What do you mean by that? Well, because you know, I was actually expecting her not like you know, like because that clip went viral, and I was like, you know what? I don't think I don't think she would say anything, right? Like I don't think she 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 will respond and create news. I was completely wrong. She like quote tweeted the video and was like, "Hey, my my daughter handled that with grace in one of our biggest moments." Um, so that kind of created this cold kind of media storm with that with that whole thing. But uh, we just we just interviewed Myra, I think like less than two weeks ago in uh, in McAllen, Texas. So we're in, we're in the heart of South Texas and her community. And I'm telling you right now, the political organizing in South Texas, what the GOP is doing. All, the GOP outside South Texas needs to go over there and do like a fucking case study because I'm over there. I'm meeting 16 year olds already registered with the Hidalgo County GOP. I'm meeting college kids already registered with their county GOP, and it's all Hispanics. I mean, it's it's all Latinos. It's all Mexican. You know, mo- majority Mexicans um, down there who are organizing, um, getting the votes, registering people. I mean, McAllen last year just voted in their very first Republican mayor. His name is Javier Villalobos. They one year later they get Myra Flores in there. They also got Cassie Garcia coming up. If you guys haven't heard of Cassie Garcia, she's another Republican woman in South Texas. Monica De La Cruz has been getting a lot of momentum. I believe Monica and Cassie were in that were in that hit piece by the New York Times, actually. So that's a good thing. That means that means they're on the radar, and that means that the other side is very uh, fearful of normal Hispanic women having regular conservative views. I guess. Oh. Well- Wow, and I'm looking at Cassie Garcia's uh, Instagram account, Republican nominee for Congress, uh, pointing to John, Donald J. Trump. Texas. I'm, I am very, very fascinated on what's happening in South Texas with, with all these Hispanics all of a sudden leaving the Democratic Party. And I don't know, like I said, if I'm the GOP, I go down there and do a goddamn case study. It, 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 gives, me, it gives me hope. It gives me it gives me hope. This is going to sound crazy, but the the uh, white man's voice has been completely. If 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 you want to go look at people's color, uh, has been completely silenced in this country. The one white man that can still talk is, and I, and I mean this, and I apologize to to my c- commander in chief is is semi retarded. Uh, his name is Joe Biden, uh, and so it's going to take people from a wide variety of uh, ethnicities now and races to to step up. To step up. What do you think about this, Jorge? It, it, it took me 10 years. It took me my whole entire 40s to realize this. I'm not a God person. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a gun person at all. Don't like guns. Don't believe in God. I need those people. They're a utility to society. They, they serve an enormous function. I want to live in an all-Mormon neighborhood. I want to live in a neighborhood with all Christians. Right. I want to live with people who like guns so that when, when they shut down our park over some bullshit like COVID, that those guys can go down there and be like, hey, it's like, you know what I mean? Like, like there's some balance in power. I need those people. How come how – come, um, were you ever like that? Were you ever were you ever on the left? Did you ever have the disease oh, that I had? Oh, where so where you me, were anti gun and, and and sort of I used to be anti god. Now I'm not. Now I'm pro god. I used no, to be anti gun. Now I'm like, yeah, motherfuckers. People need to have that shit. 
No, I we're gonna end up like Australia. Australians are always telling me, like, I can't. Why can't you see that it's killing kids? It's. I do see that it's killing kids. I just. We need balance. I already saw what happens when things get out of power. We can't. We can't risk it. No, I. I actually completely relate to you. I wasn't ever a big political guy when I was younger, but I was the listen like to listen like to like real gangster rap. I was like anti-family, kind of same thing, anti-God, anti-religion, just anything, right? All anti, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. And then as you obviously get older, you realize, look, you don't have to be crazy about God. You don't have to believe in God. But those people kind of hold this society, right? Because they actually have a moral code. You moral might have code, a moral, yes. A, a moral code, but a lot of people who don't believe in God, you know, a lot of my friends, like, it's like 50-50, right? You meet folks that do, and other folks are like, you know what? I don't care. Like, I don't care if I have kids. I'm, you know, YOLO, we, all, we only live once. You, you you can't have that. You got to have the uh, like you said the balance. We need the we we need the guns. the 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 thing about me is people outside of the U.S. don't understand the whole gun thing. And the reason why, and this always happens, is anytime there's a mass shooting, I get contacted by like fifty different journalists from like Ireland, England, New Zealand, and they're fascinated. They just don't they just don't get it. And it's like. If we didn't have guns, we we would be like you guys. I mean, I, I mean, they, but when you say that, they get so defensive. They don't realize how how like now now people like are starting to DM me from the Netherlands and Denmark and right. stuff, and they're starting to realize, oh shit. Here's a great example that I gave someone today. The highest COVID rates in the history of this fucking whatever you want to call it are happening right now in Australia. How can that be? You spent the two year two years with the strictest rules. You made a mistake, an enormous mistake, and now you're paying for it with the widest spread of COVID ever. That didn't happen in our country. Why didn't that happen in our country? Because we have certain freedoms that they can't take away from us. And why is that? You could say it's because we have guns. Right? You following it's, that logic? No, I, I, I'm, I'm 100%. These guys, I mean, think about this. If it wasn't for the guns, they, they would already kind of step on our faces. But they, they try to, you know... Because we have guns, you have to do it with the illusion. Um, I always say, like, we don't even live in a, in a democracy. We live in like a like a like a corporatocracy, right? Yeah, um, well said. One one of the interesting things I was listening to um uh to an interview with Alex Jones in Immortal Technique. This was like years ago, and Immortal Technique, you know, was was making the case for no guns and was saying, oh well, you know, the government doesn't need to like send in a tank to destroy you. They could just, you know, turn your turn your power off. It's a great point. But look at look at Sri, uh, Sri Lanka right now. They shut their power off. They shut the fuel off. No one there there is armed. If they were armed, I guarantee you the government wouldn't do that. But now the masses in Sri Lanka actually woke up, and now they're like they're like chasing the president out of his palace. They're like swimming in his pool. They're taking selfies in his office. They got this guy like jumping on a cruise ship to get out of Sri, Sri Lanka. So, um, I you know just just pay attention around the world. I, I you know about you know one thing that I do is I always read news. Um, around the world and i'm always fascinated in 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 a and i have to say man if it wasn't for us being armed the government would be fucking us like crazy i mean they already do but it seems like it would be like denmark and the netherlands and australia well i mean speaking of speaking of guns really quick the sad story that just came out and i think it's just a sad thing in our country is this the story of jose uh, alba in um in new york he's the bodega worker where he had this uh tall black guy was like attacking him I mean, I think he was about to kill him if he would have he would have had his way. Jose grabs a knife and defends himself and stabs this guy. This guy dies. The DA charged Jose with murder. Um, so that's a case that that's been pretty popular. Yep, it's right there. Um, that that right there is is highly disappointing because we're we're getting to a point in our country where we say 
okay, the DAs are going to let the, the let the criminals out. Um, we're not going to give them lengthy sentences. But if they attack you, now you can't defend yourself because we'll throw you in prison. I mean, what are we supposed to do with our society? Is uh, that going to stick? Is that guy going to hey, be in keep, trouble? Yeah, hey, keep this tab open really quick, bro. And I want you to look at another story really quick because this is really important. Okay. Think about okay. this. Yep. Seven teens in Philadelphia just killed a seven a 72-year-old man with a uh, I think it was like a traffic cone. Think about this. Seven teens gathered up on a on a 17-year-old man in the middle uh, I think it was like three in the morning and killed them with a, with, a, with, a, with a traffic cone. So I think about these two stories, right? I think about this old guy, three in the morning, he's walking home, and these, ki- these kids beat the crap. I mean, they beat him to death, literally, right? If he would have defended himself, would he would have gone to prison? Like, what do you do, man? Like, do, is it, I mean, I guess you defend yourself and go to prison instead of just, you know, just die. I mean, what are we supposed to, I mean, that's Philadelphia, New York City. I mean, it. You, this is why we need guns. I mean, I, I, I don't know. How else to say it? Um, I really feel. By the way, these are all liberal cities. uh, And by the way, this just happened. These two stories are like a week old. This is is not like three years ago. These are both these stories are a week old. Let's not say a group of deranged teenagers. What what, what does that mean? Deranged. Look how they're laughing, man. Like there's something there's there's, like when I watch this video, there's something deeper rooted in evil where there's something broken in American society for this is happening. I mean. Dude, I don't know about about those kids. I'm raised with like old school Hispanic parents. My mom would murder me if I was out at three in the morning, dude. Right. Just for being out, just for being out. I don't have to be. Doing Wait, they're to fighting. Sorry to interrupt you, Harry. They're fighting. He dude. he got arrested for stabbing this dude. Dude, for literally defending himself, dude. Wow, is that lady attacking him too? I think so, dude. I mean, this is insane. I mean, this is insane what's happening in America, man. Those two stories right there have been have like really stood out to me this past week. I mean, it's just they, they come up because we're talking about the issue of self-defense. And look how one guy defends himself. They throw they, they throw him in jail. The other guy doesn't even defend himself because he's outnumbered and they just brutally kill him. Those 17s haven't someone's even someone's grandfather, someone's dad, someone's, someone's brother. Right yep. That's insane to me. That guy should have died from COVID anyway. Everyone over 70 is supposed to die from COVID. Okay, <laughs> bad joke. Um, Jorge, we're going to make a big jump here. Shit. In my book, he's, he's, he's the foremost expert on what's going on at the border in terms of having uh, uh, in per, outside of maybe Border Patrol agents um, of having uh, eyes on the ground there. And he reported, and I want to check this number to make sure it's correct with you, that in the last six months, 3.5 million Illegal immigrants have crossed the border from Mexico into the United States. Is that number accurate? The 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 3.5 million is is the total of um since Kamala and Joe Biden have been in office, which is an insane. The, the, the crazy thing about the 3.5 million is that's the migrants that border border patrol agents encounter. They're thinking that they're thinking that we're we have another million. This is the scariest the gotaways because these, these people turn themselves in. The gotaways are have already committed crimes in the U.S., are either drug smugglers, cartel members. Most of the gotaways are single men, you know, So, and they're in the country undetected. The other crazy stat, too, since Joe Biden, I mean, I think just this fiscal year, uh, Border Patrol has encountered 50 men on the terrorist watch list. I mean, 50. I think they, they combined all the terrorists that they encountered on the border when Trump was in office, and I think it was like three. I think it was something very – I mean – 
basically just one fiscal year Joe Biden is doing some insane stuff at the border. Um there's I want to really- show I want to show you some. Do you think that that number is right then in the last 2 years? Do you think it's safe to say 4.5 million? Oh, absolutely. Okay, I want to show you something really crazy here, people. That 4.5, contextual- that 4.5 might even be conservative. That's a that's a scary thing. Hey, well, let's 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 do something crazy here. Let's say they only catch half the people, which I think is fair. But let's just say that and and say we're crazy. So that would be seven million people in the last two years have come in. And by catch, sorry, I don't mean catch. They're not catching anyone. Make contact with. That would mean that there's only fifteen states in the United States that have more people. That's but 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 I want to read to you the states. Let's say it is just three point five million. Connecticut, oh Utah, God. Nevada, Iowa, Arkansas, Mississippi, Kansas, New Mexico, Nebraska, <laughs> Idaho, West Virginia, Hawaii, New Hampshire, Maine, Montana, Rhode Island, Delaware, South Dakota, North Dakota, Alaska, Vermont, and Wyoming. All of those states have less people or the same amount as illegal immigrants have come into this country and had contact with Border Patrol. Dude, that now when you do when you have it in person, the numbers. This is insane. I just saw Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico only has 3.1 mil population. We we literally just led in Puerto Rico. I mean, we might as what are we doing? <laughs> it is. It, it, it's 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 fascinating. This is fascinating with these numbers. The one thing that I've always tried to tell people, I'm like, no other country in the world is doing this with the, with illegal immigration. Why do we have to be the first? Why do we have to be the first like test dummies on something that no one else has done? I mean, unbelievable, man. China, when we don't con- when we don't contextualize stuff, we never know the numbers mean nothing to us, right? If you don't contextualize, the numbers don't mean shit. I want to read to you the countries, some of the countries on the planet that have less people than we let in. Uruguay, Mongolia, oh Jamaica, Armenia. I'm just going through just Lithuania, Bosnia, Latvia, Estonia, Cyprus. I, this is fu- Luxembourg. We got more people than Fiji, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Samoa, Tonga. Holy shit. It's it's um that's contextualizing stuff so important. Unbelievable, man. It's unbelievable. How how does that uh hey, let, let me oh. add this to it? One of the things that, go ahead, go ahead. I won't forget. No, no, no. I don't want to rub but I, the the kind of reason I wanted to come on is just because the night the last I would say month and a half have been an insane experience from the border for me because May I flew to uh Texas uh May, it was like 18th, 17th, and it was only for Title 42. So just just to kind of uh, reminder for please the please explain that to us. Yes, please. Yeah. Title 42 was a policy that Trump put in during the pandemic. It, it was a called like a coronavirus emergency policy. And what Title 42 gave is it gave the power to the Trump administration, where if if a migrant crosses illegally because it's the pandemic, you could immediately deport them either back to Mexico or back to their home country. Oh, so we treated them like the Australians treat their own citizens. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we had title 42. So I originally went to Texas to cover what we expected to be the end of that policy. Like it, Biden, Biden wanted to end it. The only thing that was holding in limbo was a federal judge that Trump appointed actually in Louisiana said, wait a minute, let me, let me take a look at this before, before I even give you guys the power. 
So One we, quick question, Jorge. But they weren't enforcing it for the last two years, right? That's how those three point five million got in. Exactly. I mean, they're they're enforcing it, but like very, very, very little. Because because you got because the thing is, Biden is in this weird situation right now, where if he uses Title Forty Two, his own voter base attacks him, saying, "Why are you using a Trump era policy and deporting migrants? This is inhumane." And then on the other side, the right, the right just doesn't think he even uses it enough. So he'll never make the right happy. So he's in his weird, weird spot with Title 42. So we go to Texas to cover what we, uh, we presume is the end of that. Um, during my time, I'm in like Mexico. We're like traveling with huge migrant groups in the water, like crossing illegally into Texas. Like we're, we're following these groups. The this re- is since May. This is when you went back in May. Exactly. And, and the reason okay. why this is also important that I wanted to highlight is the reason why we spent so much time on the Mexican side this time is because Governor Greg Abbott of Texas, he made four agreements with four different Mexican state governors back in April. Those agreements were very strict. He said, if you don't stop the flow of drugs and illegal crossings, we're going to basically uh, put in place a 100 percent vehicle commercial inspection after those trucks leave leave the port of entry, which Mexico hates because it just creates long lines. It's, it's a it's a headache for Mexico, right? So the governors agree. Isn't that crazy? That's the only leverage Greg Abbott has. Hey, you let too many of these motherfuckers to the border. We're going to cause a traffic jam in your country. <laughs> it's like, fuck. Anyway, go on. And, he, and, he, and I saw you when you interviewed him, and you questioned him on this, by the way, and it was a great question. You, he, he avoided the question, but the best he could give you is he blamed Biden, and he blamed the president of Mexico. Yeah, exactly. So the, the reason why we've been trying to be kind of a we've been pressing Abbott is because he's been touting the agreements with the Mexican government as a complete success. While we literally go to those to the Mexican side and literally cross with the migrants, we're talking about hundreds. And what we, what we learned through our sources in Mexico is the, the cartel in Pedas Negras, which is across Eagle Pass, is actually the state police there. So they facilitate and guide the migrants to cross illegally through Pedas Negras. It's all done. I mean, the state really, police through, through, this, through the state police. So we've been, we've been attacking Abbott saying, you know, what are you going to do to hold these governors accountable for not following your own agreement that, that you made with them? But, but that, that's a, that's a kind of another point in this kind of whole thing. I just want to mention real quick. Is, Let me clarify this. Yeah. You're saying that as they approach the border, let's just make up an arbitrary number 50 miles away as they enter this state, of Mexico that's called Pedras? Pedras Negras. Pedras Negras. As they approach that border and, and they cross into that that state of Mexico, those police help them then to the U.S. American, uh, to the U.S. Well, Mexico border? US, like make sure they, they have is, water and shit like that? What they do is they'll lightly guide them, but the main thing they do is they don't arrest them. So okay. let me just explain this for the audience because I think a lot of people might be confused what I'm, what I'm, what I'm going here with this is Getting a little brightness over here is um so a lot of these migrants when they're in when they're in Guatemala they'll then cross over illegally into Mexico. The first town they hit is called Tapachula, Mexico. A migrant from from Tapachula cannot travel outside of Mexico because it's considered illegal. Like they're literally an illegal inside um inside inside Mexico. But what the Mexican officials do in Tapachula is they get so overwhelmed with so much migrants coming. And also, I think, I mean, they also do this on purpose, is is what they'll do is they'll give these migrants 30-day humanitarian visas, meaning 
they give these migrants a pass to legally travel through Mexico to cross into the United States illegally. So they give them basically a 30-day pass to cross in. So this all really begins, guys, in Tapachula. So they all get there, and legally they're not even allowed to, to leave. They, they, you can't, they can't go past that. But the Mexican officials give them humanitarian visas. With these visas, they're allowed to legally travel and get to the border. Look at that fucking journey, dude. Yeah. So what they'll do is now it's all different with some of them, bro. But what some of them do is they'll go from Tapachula, they'll get to Mexico City. From Mexico City, they'll get to Monterey. From Monterey, they'll get to the uh, state called Coahuila. That's where I. That's where you'll find me, and we'll be in Pedas Negras. Um, exactly. Yep. Yep. One of the, yep. And then we go. To, so you'll find us. And normally, right now, we've been reporting in Coahuila. Because that's where they'll they'll they'll, they'll reach from Coahuila, then they'll get to Pedas Negras, which is a crossing point into Eagle Pass. It's uh, it's am I close? Insane to see. Yeah. Is it is it but, south of Hidalgo? What about Nuevo Laredo? I mean, they're they're all major crossing points. It's just that we've been we've been concentrating on Pedas Negras because of just the amount that are coming through. It's insane, man. They're coming by the hundreds, hundreds every single day and night. Mexican officials are letting them pass through. Basically, man, with the with the agreement with Abbott, when those migrants even get to Coahuila, they can't even enter the state of Coahuila. But they somehow magically always find a way, right? I mean, the Mexican officials are not arresting them, obviously, or they're not. Um, I mean, they're not stopping them fully. They're letting them into Coahuila, and then from there they'll make it into Pedas Negras. So, Jorge, have you thought about going down there to the Guatemala border and doing a oh, yeah. documentary where you travel? Do the whole fucking trip with them and see what. Oh that's yeah, like. yeah, we're 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 in talks right now. What well, what we have done is we got that would be deep. crazy, man. Yeah, we, we we got about thirty five miles into Mexico in, in Allendas and then followed them thirty five miles into into Eagle Pass. So think about this, bro. We're we're down there for for. By this. the way, I saw you almost drowned. I saw I saw yeah. you. I I, I want to hear the details of that story. I saw your shirt was wet up to your fucking neck. I was like, what is this guy doing? Yeah, so really quick, so so when these when these migrants cross, they jump in the, the in the Rio Grande River. Um, so if you if you if you're there, guys, if you're looking at the Rio Grande River, I mean from outside it looks like a normal river. That river, I don't know what it is, has some crazy bitching currents in there. I mean, you put your body in there and it will sweep you. Um, before I jumped in that river, about three weeks before I got there, I don't know if you guys remember that story. It was a Texas National Guardsman. He drowned in that river. Oh, I didn't um, hear that. Wow. Yeah. The uh, Texas National Guardsman drowned in that river attempting to save two migrants that were being swept away. Uh, a couple days later, we find out that the two migrants that were being swept away, they were actually running drugs in the U.S. So th th there you go. Um, but that that river right there, guys, it's very, very strong. The currents uh, take you. So what we did is um Hey, and they'll get and that guy will get no credit for that. People will look at Yavalde and say that the cops didn't go in, but this guy would jumped in to to save uh two people drowning in, in nothing. Hey, anyone who's bitching about Yavalde should find that guy's family who died and fucking donate a hundred bucks. Put your money where your mouth is. Support the cops who are mm -hmm. doing what you want. No, I I, I agree. Um but no, you were right, man. I jumped in the one thing that I like to do as a like I think it's important from a journalistic pr perspective is instead of just filming people crossing the river, put yourself in that experience so you could tell that story. So we put ourselves in the river with them, and you know it was insane, man. It was you know putting your body to the test, and 
we like Don Lemon, like Don Lemon does, right? He puts <laughs> yeah, himself exactly. into yeah, he Don dates Lemon. white. He he wanted to feel the um white homosexual experience, so he married a white dude. That was really cool of him. Um, but no, it's it's been a uh, but that I think when the audience sees that video, it's it's been pretty powerful to see um you know the amount of people crossing in there, women, children, babies. Uh, you know, crossing in there, I, I saw one mom carrying her baby. The other arm had like baby formula going through the Rio Grande River. But we saw migrants being swept, swept out of their day and night. Um, we saw folks almost drown. If it wasn't for a border patrol agents in their boats, they, I mean, more migrants could have drowned. We spoke to uh, his name is Frank Bowles. He's the deputy counsel of Frank of uh, Maverick County and Eagle Pass. He told me they're pulling between one to two dead bodies per day out of the Rio Grande. Wow! River. Wow! That's only the bodies that and, even. And this out. isn't murder. This is drowning women, kids, children, men as a whole. Yep, you're just just crossing in the United States illegally. Being, I'm telling you, when you're there, guys, you look at the river. You're like, oh, this is nothing. I could swim across this. You jump in there, and those currents under that water have a different thing to say. Um, those. You were scared are- for your life. What happened? What? What? How did? You, how did you get water up to your neck? Oh, I mean, it, it, it's just it swing it swings you around. So I got swung. Um, and then I made it to the middle island. That's where we where, you, where we, we then took the video. Um, and I just jumped in that water about uh, two weeks ago. I just jumped in there again. Um, we were in there with some with, with the obviously with migrants crossing in again. But the crazy thing, man, is you know we were doing that like that was our original reporting, right? And then May twenty third comes, which Greg Abbott visits the border, and that's the first time I actually got to. Press Greg Abbott. The, the last video you just saw is my second time, but my first time I pressed him at a press conference regarding the agreements with the Mexican state governors. That's May 23rd. The very next day is May 24th. That day, me and another reporter, a friend, Julio Rosas, we had uh, to pay that negative to start reporting from the Mexican side like a regular day. We're doing our thing. We're doing our thing. We then hear news of. A border patrol agent chasing a uh, an illegal alien, and the illegal alien crashed his car, and then from there he jumped in the school and started shooting. So we're like, "What? That doesn't make any sense." We get back to the to the U.S. side, which is Eagle Pass. I get a call. Um, I don't want to say his name because he's a he, he's a, a TV reporter, but he I get a call from a TV reporter. He says. Get your ass to fucking Uvalde. Like, get your ass to Uvalde now. And I'm like, okay. So I, I tell my friend, uh, who I'm like, hey, man, we got to get there, this shooting, whatever. So we drive one hour, and we arrive in Uvalde around 4 p.m. We arrive in Uvalde the same time the FBI did. And all of a sudden, we went from covering the border to all of a sudden we are now one of the first reporters on the scene of a national I mean, it turned out obviously international, international but yeah. national news story. In I mean, just like that. So that was that was an insane adjustment that that we had to do last month. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's something that I mean, obviously, it's and never that's when before. CNN and CBS and ABC contacted you and said, "Thank you for being there. Can we use your services?" <laughs> that's no, not yet, not yet. <laughs> so funny that these ass clowns don't want the real story. Is that really what's going on? They don't want the real story. They don't. I mean, I saw you press Greg Abbott. I'm sure they would have liked that. But is there is the truth the fact that you're saying stuff like, "Hey, 3.5 million people have come through the border in the last two years." Like, I just, I think, I think for them, they, um, 
I don't know if it's because I'm associated with the Daily Call. I mean, I have a, I have a, our, we have a colleague at the Daily Caller, Shelby Tucker. She's a White House correspondent. Like she's already been on Brian Seltzer two times to talk, to talk about White House stuff. But they, to this day, I don't know what it is, man. I, I don't know if if they don't. It seems like they don't want to really hammer the immigration issue at all. Now they did like the first week of the border crisis, which was last year in March. ABC, CNN. I mean, all of them covered it for like seven days, and then after that, they dropped it. Now, if you turn on CNN, I mean, they're hammering Biden on inflation, which everyone is. It's just inflation is too big to, you know, you can't avoid it now. But on immigration, it it seems like they don't want to touch it. You would have thought that they would have hammered him after the 53 migrants were found dead in the the, uh, truck in San Antonio. But even after that, um, they've taken it easy on this guy. Um, I got to send you this article, bro, because it's hilarious. But the New York Times just put out an article today that – uh, by they're they're basically saying that Biden is just way too old. They're saying that his aides are um basically Biden doesn't work on the weekends. He doesn't work on um the weeknights. He, his aides worry. Everyone's that turned on him. Everyone's turned on. Everyone has turned on him. So, um, but the only thing is they don't hammer the immigration one. Like they'll do the inflation. They'll do economy. CNN like Jake Tapper hammered them after the uh, Afghanistan pullout. A lot of them did after the Afghanistan pullout. But the immigration one is like. I don't know what it is, but they they won't touch it. This is what scares me. Not scares me. Sets off a red light bulb. And and this is what anyone anyone who's who wants the current government out should be definitely watch this. We don't want Biden out. Let's let him. We want him to run again. Please run again. And here's why. Look at this. We've known this. This is Lexit. You know this website, right? This Instagram yep. account, right? These are Mexicans who who are leaving the Democratic Party. That's what Lexit means. Is that correct? Am I yes, representing sir. that correctly? Yep, yep. The Latino exit from the Democrat Party. We're the largest conservative Latino movement in America. But but I feel like they're being played because they post this, and we've known this for years. And here it is, and it's Hunter Biden arguing with a prostitute. Sorry, one of my Mexican friends. It's Hunter Hunter Biden arguing with a prostitute about the weight of his crack. And it's like, hey, man, these videos of him and smoking crack and with prostitutes and fucking his brother's wife and all that should have been around forever. But now these guys are showing it. And I feel like what they're I, 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 for all we know, the Democratic Party is sending that stuff to people, right? To help push Biden out now, right? Because they know that they have a, a horse that can't win the race. Do you ever feel like that? Like we're being played? I, I don't know if we're being well, we're definitely we're being played with Biden, but not I, like I, I don't see it the way you see it there. Now, this okay. is what I okay. do see it though. Yeah. And I started to connect the dots, and I, I might have I might be late to the party, but it makes more sense now. So the, uh, a couple articles came up. Uh, I don't know if you could even find them. That would be interesting if if, if, if if you can. There's one by the hill. And it's Democrats frustrated over power powerlessness Biden. Something along those words. That we, you should pop up. It's it's the hill. It says it says uh, Democrats are frustrated over Biden powerlessness. Right. So you have that one. It's an article basically saying how Democrats are now frustrated with Biden because he has oh beautiful there it is. Yep, frustrated Democrats express alarm over Biden's powerlessness. So this article. Just came out by the Hill on the 6th of July, and it's basically Democrats speaking with each other saying, hey, so we have inflation, we have all these issues, and, you know, just to top it off, 
We just lost Roe v. Wade, and our president is doing nothing. So the Democrats are now turning on Biden because, I mean, he's losing on every issue, especially economics. I mean, we don't have to even get to the other ones, just economically, right? Supply chain, inflation, all that good stuff. But now you have Democrats turning on Biden because he he's not protecting Roe v. Wade. So so I, I see that. I go, this is interesting. And if you could pull this up too, bro, this one I think we could we'll find pretty easy is Gavin Newsom oh. spends one hundred thousand dollars in Florida as an ad saying, "Hey, Floridians, come to California." Blah blah blah. It's freedom, Roe v. Wade, whatever. You could get an abortion, whatever you want, whatever. So I look at I look at these two. Uh, they're not related. I don't want people to think they're related. They're they're not related. But to me, the it's it's fascinating because I look at that at these two and I go, wait a minute. Now it's happening. Now the Democrats are going to do is they're going to convince Biden or somehow to not run. They see the writing on the wall. They see the L. They see the repeat of Trump. They go, maybe we could get a sexy face. Like the governor of California, Gavin Newsom, he's a little sexy with his haircut. He speaks well. He has national recognition. Liberals love Gavin Newsom. And Gavin Newsom has a war chest of money with no challenger in California. The man is bored out of his goddamn mind because he knows no matter how no matter how much power of corruption he runs down California, liberals love corruption in this state, though. Keep him in office. Gavin Newsom... Uh, if, if I was a betting man, uh, if Vegas could do this, I'm going to go check if I could do this with Vegas. I've got, I have Gavin Newsom running in 2024. Wow. As a nominee. Wow. I don't, I no longer see uh, Biden running because I could already see the writing on the wall. You could already see it with the articles saying Democrats are mad over Biden. You turn on CNN, you turn on CNN, they're hammering Biden on inflation every now and then. I could already see it, dude. They're not going to want to run Biden. I mean, dude, think about this. I, 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 dude, if you could pull up the article that came out t- today with New York Times, um, damn it! How hey, am I? Isn't isn't Gavin Newsom's ex wife with like Jeff Bezos or Donald Trump Jr. or something like that? No, it's it's Donald Donald Trump's uh, Jr.'s current wife was uh, Gavin Newsom's previous. Wife. It's all fucked, man. It's all. Dude, I gotta get her on the podcast. I want to hear about that. Dude, she's playing both teams. Here, bro, pull pull this one up because this is all- <laughs> that's okay. how we started the podcast talking about it's, playing both teams. Okay, well- um, this is a, a New York Times headline head headline at seventy nine. Biden is testing the boundaries of age and the presidency. All this is starting to make sense, dude. The establishment media is already lining it up, saying, "Dude, we can't win with this guy. He's way too old. Too many gaps. It's not looking pretty." So you, you I'm looking at all these articles. I I don't think the Democrats want. Biden in 2024. And, and they've been showing us in the media we've been watching for the last two years his, New York his verbal fuck-ups, and they're finally just... Because I have friends who only watch liberal media, and they're like, what are you talking about? Biden's fine. But now they're letting some of this stuff Look, leak. That's on New York their, Times, bro. This is not yeah. Brightport. This is not yeah. Fox. Yeah. <laughs> and then I read the article today. I loved it. It's my favorite one. His aides... His aides are scared for him. They like they freak out every time he gaffs. They think he's gonna trip over wires because he can't walk. He like shuffles. They say he 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 doesn't work the weekends. He doesn't work work nights. I mean, dude. I mean, what a great gig the president of the United States is. You have weekends off. Shit. What do you think about his wife letting him um, continue while he's a, he's while he's a mess like that? Oh, I think she loves. It. I think she's just soaking up all the power. I mean, I think she cringes here now and then, obviously, but she is soaking it up. I mean. 
Am I crazy here to think this guy's not not going to be the guy for this? No, 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 no. You're 100 right. They got to get him out. They 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 have no chance. Um, like they they have they have no chance. I want I want to go back. I want to ask you something about the border in terms of a political topic. Is the border our most dangerous? Like people are worried about Roe versus Wade, guns, the pandemic, the economy. How how where would you rank this thing that's happening at the border? Because there's something you reported that really, really stood out at me. You said, I've never seen so many men crossing the border. This, there's nothing more dangerous to me in a society than men who are 16 to 35 who don't have something to do. Those idle hands, and we, and we see it in all the liberal cities and all the ghettos. Those, well, we saw those idle hands kill a man in the beginning of the show here, right? Exactly. We saw them kill that old man. Those are, those are young men and women with idle hands. How, how, where would you rank this border thing? I mean, you saw it. Is it scary? Do you ever go like have nightmares at night? Be like, what the fuck? That's a, that's a fantastic, fantastic question. Uh, the way I'll answer it, and, and before I'll answer it, is um, in 2016, when, when Trump was running and Steve Bannon became one of his like um, kind of campaign insider guys who really coached up. I watched this in a Bannon interview. He says, Hey, Trump, right now the border is. In terms of issues, it's at a five and a six. Put the border at one, and then we work backwards because the border's tied to all the issues. He goes, uh, uh. you know. So the issue of the border, if um, the only reason, will you explain that? I get what you mean. Will you explain that? How is it tied to the issues? Okay, hey, hey, so this 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 is the way that I, that, that I'll explain it. As of now, that was in twenty sixteen and twenty twenty two. As of right now. If you want me to uh, rank the issues, um, I put the economy at one. If I could put a tie, it's at it's the border, but the border's right under, but the border connects to the economy anyway. So this is the way the border connects to all the a lot of different issues in one. The first issue I, I would hit it's really easy. It's just national security, right? We every country in the world knows who's coming in. They know the records. We could we, we could verify all that stuff. So first of all, we're the only country who's letting in this mass illegal immigration. So now it's a national security issue because we're literally letting in rapists, pedophiles, those type of folks who've already committed those crimes in the U.S. and they're coming back in. So it's a national security. Why, issue. why do you say that? What do you mean? Why do you say that we're letting in rapists and pedophiles and murderers just because those are the odds? If you let in 3.5 million people, you're going to some of them are going to be that. Well, yes, and if you guys follow, um, he's my good friend, is Bill Malusian of Fox News. He put he got he has sources that, and he's able to post all the arrest records of, and you should see the amount of MS thirteen, Eighteenth Street cartel guys that they catch at the border who've already committed crimes in the U.S. A lot of them actually have been sex crimes that they've been deported for. That's why they're coming back again. So first, do you have any numbers on that? Do you have any idea what the is? Is it like thousands? I think it's 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 high up there. I I I don't want to say anything because it's not you know I want to give you guys something accurate. But um, but here let me, let me give let me do this break. So so we have okay. national security. Like I just said, under uh, this fiscal year, Border Patrol has already apprehended fifty men on the terrorist watch list. So national security, we know that crime, people we don't know. That's one. The number two then issue. We moved to actually big corporations. So one of my favorite interviews ever is back in 2015, um, these uh, Democrat socialists are interviewing Bernie Sanders. And they say, hey, Bernie, how come you don't support an open border? Even Bernie knew this, but he he has to change his tune now. But Bernie knew this. Bernie goes, what do you mean? He says, if I support an open border, 
it hurts American workers in wages because corporations love a massive pool of employees, low-skilled, low-wage employees that they could just pay under the table or they could screw over and they could screw over American wages and workers. And there's no – there's no company, corporations are not incentivized to raise wages for American workers. If you guys look at the American wages in this country, it hasn't risen in 19 – since like 1970s. Like no wonder people are more broker than ever and we don't even have any stay-at-home moms. That's another, that's another topic. But corporations love an open border. Don't ever believe that there's Republicans that don't love an open border. Oh, establishment Republicans love an open border. What are you talking about? So Bernie called this, he said, that's a Koch brothers conspiracy saying that if you if you support open borders, you're actually hurting American wages. And for corporations, they're like, oh, fuck yeah. Oh, I could just keep hiring Jose's off the street. I don't have to hire Bradley or whatever. Fuck them. Oh, and I don't, I don't have to give them health care benefits. Oh, fuck yeah. Sign me up. So you have national security, you have corporations, and and the, the another third issue gets down um, really is, is one of the most important now, and it's really impacting the white working class. You don't hear you're never going to hear this in mainstream media because any issue that impacts white working class is never going to get talked about in news. Is fentanyl? I mean, the amount of fentanyl coming in is you can't even uh, you can't even imagine it. There's already been enough fentanyl seized. You could kill every American in the country. Um, for, I love when Americans say, well, I don't live next to the Southern border. I don't care. The number one state impacted by fentanyl, nowhere near the border. It's Ohio. The, the, the working white working class communities in Ohio are getting so badly riddled by fentanyl. It's unimaginable. I want to play a little bit of this. Let me, this is, I want to play a little bit of this. This is, uh, on the Donlin report, um, uh, this is uh, Ho- Jose Ventura on the Donlin Report. I-, I want you guys to see this. This is just uh, 15 weeks ago, three months ago. Here we go. Get you, Jorge, while we have you on some of your uh, your fentanyl reporting, because I know you recently talked with a mother who had lost a son to fentanyl. It was a pill he took after an injury that was laced with fentanyl. Here's a little of your interview. He had the best smile. He was always there for his friends he was always there for us this is something jorge we've been following closely how did he get the pill do you did you find out listen carefully the reporter just asked jorge how did this young man get the pill here we go yeah so 22 year old jordan erickson from palmdo california was working out at his local gym and during one of his workouts, he actually ended up popping his knee. And right there, one of the locals in the gym ran up to Jordan and said, hey, yeah. I have an Oxycontin. It's a painkiller. Take this and it'll help your pain immediately. Oh. Unfortunately, Jordan did take that pill. And that pill did end up being a counterfeit lace of fentanyl. Uh, Jordan was actually discovered by his mother the next day, 24 hours later, uh, dead from that pill. So this is a trend that we're seeing across the United States. Do you guys see the, the 10 or 15 million downloads this podcast has had or whatever we're at, wherever we're at? All of you guys have been to the gym. This could have been fucking any of you. And what Jorge is saying is, is this shit's pouring across the fucking border. This is what he was referring to when he when Banyan told uh, Trump, if you fix the border, even though it's only number five or six issue, the issues above it will fix and the issues below it will fix. He's looking at the cause. Not He's not trying to fix the symptoms. He's trying to fix the cause, not only to mention I'm guessing where he's going to get there. Uh, they're not COVID testing any of these people who are coming across the border or AIDS testing them or whatever the fuck testing them. Sorry, go ahead, Hori. This is an incredible story. This is really sad. This, this he popped a is- fucking Tylenol for all he knew. I mean, I'm being a little cavalier, but wow. And he died. 
And I've been speaking with parents now. It's a, it's a common thing. If, if you guys ever have a, a chance to, to look it up after you listen to the show, there's a common thing of teens in, a, in America dying off these pills like crazy because a lot of these teens, they think they're taking a Vicodin. They think they're taking ecstasy. They think they're taking a Molly. They think they're going to a rave and they're going to roll and it's going to be a great jolly time. And they're getting sold counterfeit pills and are dying at record levels. I've uh, There's a bunch of stories out on these teens all over the country um, buying them. One of the common ones is, is through Snapchat. You know, I mean, I'm tw- I'm, I'm 27. I'm not like a I'm not crazy old, but I you know I've used I've used Snapchat back in the day, but I didn't know I didn't, I didn't even know that teens were still using that app like that. But I, apparently they're buying drugs like through that. And the thing is, the, when you buy one of these these drugs, it's I mean it's easy to hide from the parents because it has no odor. It's not like weed, and it's very small. You could really confiscate it in anything. Um, so these teens all over America are dying off this one time. And look. I was in high school. I partied. I took a whole bunch of stuff. I had, you know, but me too. Me too. I didn't do it in high school, but in college, I was a late bloomer. We're in a time guys with where the border is and the amount of this stuff being flooded. You can't even risk it. You can't even do the one, like the one time thing is it's done, dude. Like you, 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 you can't, you can't even risk it. I would, I mean, this stuff, I mean, they literally nicknamed it the pill that kills because it's, it's, it, it just takes one time. It's quick. And it's a phenomenon. And it's, um, I mean, just like a couple months ago, it was like a um, bunch of bunch of soldiers. I think it was like West Point were like partying in Florida. It was like seven of them, and they overdosed on. Fa- it's, I mean, it's all over. You know, I was just in a, I, I was just at a party like, you know, I think it was like three, four months ago in Phoenix for a political conference, and we go to this after party, and someone comes up to me like, "Hey, Jorge, you want to do some blow with us?" I was like. Absolutely not. I mean, no, no. I mean, I, I'm not even that guy. But it's like, dude, I'm not even. I mean, no, you can't trust any of that stuff right you now. You cannot man. trust anything right now. Hey, what an excuse not to do it. I I did a little math by the way just now, and I want to give you guys. Uh, these are just really rough numbers. But let's say four million people came across the border, and two million of them were male. According to what I looked up on Google, one percent to five percent of all males that you see are pedophiles. So let's say that that's true. Let's say, you, I may bear with me here. It's rough math. That right. means that 2,000 to 10,000 pedophiles cross the border. And that means that every state in the country gets 50 to 200 pedophiles. That's like low estimate, like just fucking uh, diner napkin math. Dude, that's what's it's nuts. It's, it, it, it's fucking kind of nuts. And that's what's been shocking to me on this on these previous border trips that I, I, I just done is the amount of single men that I'm. Yeah, I don't like this story. I don't like this part. Yeah, is, go on. Is alarming because the thing is, I we always see men cross. It's not like nothing crazy, but at least last year the men would attempt to at least you know some come in families and some come in the you know the cults, fake families. You know we know we know about the fake families men. Picking up these migrant children, acting like they're the dad when they're, when they're not the dad. But this time, they're coming in by the hundreds without families. They're like so brazen with it. And I saw this in Yuma, and I saw this in Eagle Pass. Hundreds, hundreds of men. In Yuma, I'm seeing hundreds of men coming from India. A lot of men from India, Brazil, Peru, Cuba. I mean, single men. So tell me that journey. Tell, tell me the journey from India. What? What what is going on there? That's the just the way into the United States now is through Mexico. Like the whole world just knows that. Yeah, I mean, so it's it's different for every country. So one of the ones <laughs> that I found fascinating is the Cubans. So obviously Cubans are on the island, right? Mm-hmm. 
So a Cuban can't take a flight from Cuba to Mexico because the president of Mexico doesn't give visas to Cubans. But Nicaragua and Cuba are best friends. Both of their presidents love each other. Administrations are very close. Nicaragua and Cuba have always been cool. So what the Cubans do, look at look at the map. This is beautiful. Is They'll take a flight from Cuba to Nicaragua because they have visa there. Well, they actually don't need no visa. Uh, Cubans are are allowed to travel to Nicaragua without an issue. Wow. So Cubans, Cubans fly to Nicaragua. Now, this is the other amazing thing that I've learned talking to these Cubans. Because Cubans, the Cuban officials in the, in the airports, because they know any Cuban buying a flight to Nicaragua is not coming back, uh, uh, um, to buy a ticket to Nicaragua is like about $6,000. Wow. They, they know that Cuban ain't coming back. There ain't no Cuban vacationing in Nicaragua. Let's just, let's just say that. And right. then from, from Nicaragua, the Cubans will begin their journey. Now, when you speak to some of these people coming from Europe, like Jordan, Jordan, Russia, India, like greater parts, not all over, all over the world, they all have different, different, you know, depending on their country. Some of them, like a Russian, could fly directly into Mexico like, uh, you know, so they'll do is they'll fly into Mexico City. From Mexico City, they'll make a stop. They'll fly into the Cancun airport. From the Cancun airport, uh. they fly to Mexicali. From Mexicali, they'll get off their plane. They'll be human smugglers who work with the local uh, buses, charter buses in Mexicali. They'll pick up the migrants in the charter buses, and they'll drive them to Los Algodones uh, across Yuma, Arizona, and then they'll cross illegally into the United States by the hundreds, by the thousands, every single day. Everyone knows the game down there. Everyone knows the migrants fly into Mexicali, from Mexicali off to a charter bus or to a Mexican taxi or just to one of the cartel vehicles and straight to a crossing point. Or they get held by the cartels, and then the cartels will will pick the time for when they cross because the cartels like to pick uh, certain times because they, you know, when they run drugs, they need Border Patrol and resources, uh, you know, focus on migrants and not – not the drugs, so they'll 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 pick out times for them. They're like real businessmen. They're leveraging their markets. Okay, we're going to send a thousand people to cross the border here, and then we'll send the drugs up this way. Exactly, exactly. It's and it's real easy. The thing is, under this administration, they're loving it because more migrants want to come because they know that they're getting processed, released inside the United States. Then they almost like they're going to a state of their choosing. Um, a lot of the Cuban Venezuelans that I meet have family in Florida, so they'll most likely be, be, be going to Florida. And the thing is, these these migrants, they communicate with the migrants back home and say, hey, I just did the journey. I just crossed illegally and I'm in the U.S. It's fucking awesome. Why don't you come? And then they, they you know, then they come and more are coming. I, I expect that this this thing is last year was already a border crisis. That's why you've heard that term for a long time now. It's that term. And the numbers are even worse this year. I mean, just the month of May, just the month of May shattered all Department of Homeland Security records in migrant encounters. It was near 240,000 people came in 30 days wow. illegally. I mean, it's wow. it's incredible stuff. And that's we're still not counting gotaways. And this is just the month of May, just the month of May. Um, it's in it's just insane. The thing is, I mean, Mexico has no pressure to stop it. Biden puts no pressure on Mexico. Governor Greg Abbott can't get these Mexican state governors to do a damn thing. It's just a, I mean, it's a, it's a literal mess at the border. It's a literal, I mean, if if you're, and I know people in South Texas could, could attest to this, if you're out there like 9 p.m., 10 p.m., 
and let's say you want to go to the gas station, you know, fill up some gas, go get a little snack. There's a chance you go to that gas station and there's migrants dropped off at the gas station waiting for a bus ticket to San Antonio because they've got a ticket to fly out of the airport. They get dropped off in public now. I mean, it's yeah, a different world. I, I want to ask you about that. So you're telling me there's people coming across the board. Oh, real, really quick. 3.5 million. So to give you an idea of how many people that is, in the state of Texas, in in 2019, there were 97,000 properties that didn't have someone living in them. The entire country right now, according to Google, has 16 million vacant properties. So those are people with vacation homes, VRBOs. But it puts also puts into perspective those 3.5 million people, they're all coming up through Texas. There's there's only homes for them. I mean, there's nowhere for them to live in that state. They got to go places. They, they, they immediately have to be spread. Um, so your people, you reported that people are coming into the country and then get on an airplane that's paid for them and then they go somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. They, Is they, that everyone? Does everyone have that option? I don't, I, I don't know if everyone does, but it's happening by, I mean, the, I mean, the, the like, is it going to happen today as we're talking? Is it happening? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're like, like anytime I'm in McAllen and I fly out of the McAllen airport, I fly with illegals in my plane like they have a different line too um when they board a plane than i do like they have a different security checkpoint than i do and they all have these like these yellow folders with with their destinations on them i mean it's all over the country it's 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 insane i don't get it i was told that i wouldn't be able to fly without a special international license that my california or a national license that my california license isn't going to be good enough soon and yet you're telling me these people who come across the border who could be using a fake name can get on an airplane. What's to stop those people from just fucking hijacking the plane? This whole thing is a fucking shit show. Well, if it's not a shit show, it exposes all the theatrics of all the other shit that we're doing. The the COVID theatrics, the um, right. uh, terrorist theatrics. It's all theatrics, political theatrics. It's a complete disaster. And every month I think, I always think, because I thought this last year was, there's no way this could get worse. And it's actually gotten worse and worse, and it gets worse, and then it gets worse. It, it got to a point last week on Tuesday, Kinney County in Texas, and then several other counties got together. They held a press conference in Brackettville, Texas, and they literally declared an invasion. We've never seen counties in the United States, because this was all the first time in history, actually declared an invasion, and it was certifi- certified by the county judge. I mean, I don't know if you have that. If you want to pull up that article. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me what to look up again. This is yeah, great. If you just type in Kenny County, uh, K-I-N-N-E-Y, Kenny County uh, invasion, you'll, you'll see. I, it's all over. I mean, so we've never even seen actual Texas counties. This didn't even happen under Obama. I mean, I mean, Texas counties literally got together and declared an invasion because that's how much overrun their counties are with migrants, with chases, with local resources uh, always tied up. It's We're here today to ask the governor to do more. Governor Abbott, we're asking you to step up even more than you have. Hey, what was that movie where the Russians invade the United States? Uh, they've made They've made it twice. They made it when I was a kid and they made it a few years ago. Like Red Dawn. Yep. There you go. There you go, Red Dawn. Wow, this is crazy. If you declare an invasion um, or if the governor declares an invasion and, and supports you in that, what happens then? <laughs> like, this is never like people need to realize this. Like this is what, what's going on. The border is 
literally history. I know it doesn't. It's not. It's not on the news every day. And there's so much other things that, that take up our time and inflation in the economy. But what's going on down there is historic. Like you got counties declaring an invasion. Those those counties, by the way, they support Abbott and they're still pissed off on Abbott. Like they they they're still like we still want you to do more, dude. You still look at like, yeah. News. Look at this five hours ago. Record migrant surge under Biden's border policies and invasion driven by cartels at southern border. Crazy. Hey, if everyone saw this, it would change, right? You're you've kind of seen something now and you can't go back, right? Like you've you've yeah. seen something that the rest of us can't even believe, even if you tell us about it. Absolutely. Cause the thing is, I could even tell you, man, like like the way I am right now, and all you know, you just can't phantom it until you see it. In you know, actual in real life in, in person, and then you go, Holy crap! And the thing is, anytime I'm down there and I'm shocked, I always I, I always go, and this is only one part of the border that I'm at right now. I mean, it's it's insane what, what, what's going on. And like I said, to me, it's a top issue because it's connected to so many other issues. The only problem is it's a very difficult issue to communicate to the American vote. I don't think it's that difficult. Maybe the media just doesn't do a good job of it in educating, but it's a, it's almost like, I don't know, maybe I feel this way, but it's, it's almost like a lot of American voters just don't get the severity of it. And maybe, maybe it's establishing media need to do a better job in communicating. But I thought when Bannon coached that to Trump, I mean, Bannon really wrote out the talking points for Trump on immigration. And it was to a T beautiful. I mean, let's just talk about, the political aspect really quick use if you support strong borders you're obviously you're obviously going to get the white um non-college educated voter which you always want as the republicans you get that vote then you get the hispanics living on the border and a lot of hispanics are already going towards the gop so you get this conservative hispanic vote that's kind of coming there especially off the border crisis a lot of them are moving there so you get the you get you got the hispanic vote you got white um, non non uh, college educated vote with the males. White women still will probably vote Biden. Um, then the the one base that doesn't talk about how much they love a strong border, a strong border is the black male vote. Black men overwhelmingly want a strong border because they know how much it is important to protect their wages. Because a lot of black male voters are competing with these low skill migrant workers for you know a lot of jobs which which are hands on right. So the black men, you got them. Black women, I think, are just a lost, lost cause when it comes to voting. They they vote Democrat like 85. It's something insanely high. I think black women, you don't have to vote. I, I would just throw them away from the GOP. I'm focused on white uh, college uneducated Hispanics and th- that black male vote. And I know we're going to pull some conservative Asians with us um, when, you, when, you, when, you, when you do strong border. But it's just, it, you know, it's just whether can the have Trump- you s- Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. It's just, it's just whether can the Trump and GOP communicate that to the American voter they did a great job in 2016 because they had Bannon. They don't have Bannon anymore. 2020 was different because COVID just threw a wrench in everything. In the, I mean, I don't blame putting the border back during COVID just because it was it just threw a wrench in everything. Um, the way people reacted and I think people voted a lot differently than they would traditionally. But um, we'll see, you know, how 2024 looks. But the GOP needs to communicate the border, but they need to tie it to fentanyl. They need to tie it to American wages. They need to tie it to national security. And they also need to, you know, take the left and right aspect. Just tie it. It's a huge, I mean, it's literally a humanitarian crisis. You know, I know Americans think that when they hear the word humanitarian crisis, they think, oh, well, that happens in Syria or, oh, well, that happens in Africa. Well, it's happening literally like in our own backyard. 
um, with black and brown people. People, you know, I know people love to say, well, I care, I care about black and brown people. Well, who do you think is getting sex trafficked <laughs> and human traffic and drugs are getting smuggled through? It's black and brown people right now. So yeah, okay. that's for spill on that. Have you seen um have you seen this list of incomes by ethnicity? I have not seen it, but I do know that Asian males out earn whites. So Dude, whites are like fifth white men are like fifteenth on there now. It's like Asian and Pakistani and Indian, and the list is crazy. I'm looking at one right now. It's so funny. Depending on where you get the list, they leave everyone off. They just leave it Asian, white. Um, all races, Hispanic and black. It's 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 fucking hilarious. But basically, Asians are making double. Everyone else is creeping at the same rate, but not Asian men. Asian and it's um level, dude. I saw Thomas Sowell do a um uh in, in one of his books I read that Thomas Sowell. You know who that is? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Yep. The old guy from the Hoover Institute. Yep. So he basically right. said the worst thing that could happen to your race is they get involved in politics. Because as soon as you get involved in politics, you think the government's going to help you. And all the Asian ethnicities, they stay out of fucking politics. They don't stay. They don't go into politics. They stay out. The Indians, the Pakistanis, the Asians, the Japanese, the Chinese, the Korean, they all stay out. They're, those guys don't fucking get involved in politics. And the second a race gets in and then they grow. They have personal accountability and personal responsibility to look out for themselves. But those that get involved in politics, it's always just a fucking steep decline. And I was like, wow. Wow. If you, if you, if you are listening to the show and you haven't read or listened to a Thomas Sowell book, you have to. You have yeah. to go to fucking Audible. Just pick any one and listen to it. They're great, especially if you like numbers and shit like in relativity. Go ahead. Yeah, even go on YouTube and like look at his great, great discussions. I mean, dude, they're just amazing. And the way he could, he could – describe different like I, I remember i was fascinated with a, a thing when he was speaking about asians and puerto ricans and how much they earn in the u.s but it always determines on like but the the puerto ricans in new york are, are a lot different than like the puerto ricans in florida it was just yeah you it, know it, what it, i read about the puerto ricans he said he said the average jew in the united states makes twice as much as the average puerto rican but the average age of the Puerto Rican is 25 and the average age of the Jew is 50. Well, of course the fucking 50-year-olds make more money. But the way it's presented is that it has to do with ethnicity and race. And right, they completely right. leave out the fact that – I mean when I was 25, I was homeless. Now I'm 50 and I'm rich. It's like what the fuck? Of course. Right, right. I, got a, I got a question for you to look into your crystal ball. What is a problem that's not being talked about now? that we are going to see from this massive influx. Let's say it's, let's say, let's say this year it's 3.5 million. Last year it was 1 million. Next year it's 1 million. Let's say a total of seven to 10 million um, immigrants, illegal immigrants have come into the country. What's something we're going to see that no one's talking about yet. That's just, are we going to see what's going to happen positive or negative? I think one of the, 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 the thing with, with this amount of, illegal immigration as i think we're, we're seeing it we're seeing kind of the our, our culture in america is being kind of broken up and what it means to be like an american is like it's like losing its value like you know like you know when you see like a really but don't the immigrants help that isn't it the douchebags who've been here for five generations are the ones who are fucking that up taking shit for well, granted no i'm not saying that they're that the immigrants that are coming no, obviously there, there's gonna be really good ones who like 
obviously are going to work hard and stuff. The, the, the thing is, is when you have the illegal immigration, when you have the rule being broken over and over again, think about that mindset. If you're if you're a migrant, then the first thing you do is you already you already broken a rule, but we don't we didn't punish you for it. We we process released you, and then we lease you, we we you're now living with with your cousins in Florida, Miami. So now your whole mindset is already like there's no respect for America. Like there's no process of like going yeah. through the citizenship and the battles yeah. and the, and it's it's like it's almost like when you see like a super hot girl and you know. She's never banged a guy. She has all this value. Then there's this other chick. Now you're she talking might, my language. Now you're talking my language. Then we see this other chick. She might be equally as hot, but she's had 15 guys that have already slept with her. The value and the respect is just not there. You know, you might right. not. This other girl, you'll take her to dinner. This one, you just might buy her drinks real quick. Right. The thing is that that's what's happening with, with, the, with the U.S. It's the culture's being broken. It's almost like our, our the value of being American in the process. These people, a lot of them are not going to assimilate. A lot of them are low skill and i mean to be honest and i've had friends who've told me this who support immigration a lot of these people are very low low educated we're talking about i mean can't read type stuff and we're we're, we're putting them in this system and they come from fucked up broken homes and that's why like a lot of them right yeah it's just i'm just seeing this whole cultural thing and then the, the thing is it's gonna raise the taxes on the middle class i mean basically what i'm seeing right now it's tied to what's going on is the country right now, dude, it's you being middle class is like we're getting stomped and we're getting crushed and raising a family in America is becoming harder than ever. Like my dad was 25 years old, had a sixth grade education from El Salvador, and he owned a middle class home in Downey. My mom could stay home with me and be the stay at home mom. And he was he was a trucker. We lived a great life on one income. That life is gone for people. So we, we have a system that our own Americans are drowning, yet it, it's, it's like we're like the, we're literally like the Titanic. We're drowning, but then we want to keep putting more bodies on the Titanic. Damn. I, I just don't like it's just like for me, I guess I'm seeing it in a way where I'm already seeing the, the destruction of the middle class. Like that's already being broken. Like I'm I'm 27 years old and I, I am nowhere near close owning a home in the state of California. I mean, my dad was 25 on a sixth grade education. And I mean, he owned a home. I am 27 and I'm like, I, I'm a million, million light years away from even owning a And home. you're working your ass off and you're successful and you still can't buy a home. Exactly. That's what, that's what I'm saying. So it's like, I just don't get how bringing on these other people, nothing that I have nothing against it. I do support legal immigration. We need a system. I just don't see how we bring in all these people and, and we expect this thing's going to magically work. And then the case. So you're you saying that, that people. One of the things we're going to see is just a whole cultural shift of people not appreciate. If we think it's bad now that people don't appreciate being American, it's going to get even worse. Exactly. And look, and I don't want to be all messed up and stuff, but like a lot of the Afghan people that came during the whole Afghanistan pullout, and a lot of them are coming through the southern border. I met them. They don't look at women the way we look at women. They treat women like literally, like when 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 little when when liberal white girls or in America go, we're second-class citizens here. I'm like, you don't know shit. These Afghan men that are coming literally treat women as second-class citizens. And for them, it's not weird culturally. It might be weird for us, but for them, it's not to marry a 14-year-old female. It's not weird for them. We're letting those people in our country for that. Dude, if if, if you were at a bar and your, your friend was like, dude, I just married a 14-year-old chick, you'd be like, dude, you're a fucking freak. What, what's You're a you pedophile. You're a pedophile and a rapist. Yeah, you probably bash his head in right there, right? 
but for them, it's not. All the cops I, just for know, sure. I just don't know how this works. And 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 for for I, I highly encourage the audience, Google Sweden and the Somalis that they're letting in by the thousands. And look at how much their Sweden women are getting raped, they're getting sexually assaulted. Because Somali, and it's not even just also Somalis, a lot of them from, from Middle East, they don't look at women the same. And a country like Sweden is one of the more like gender neutral countries in the world, probably more than us. And then they're letting in all these men who don't look at women like they look at women like property. Like it's I just don't see how this 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 works. And then I, one thing I keep saying is, you know what the case study is? The case study is no one else has fucking done it because they know it's it's a disaster. Like right. anytime I, I post my, my my videos or my reporting, I always always get these comments from these based Japanese guys. And they're you know they're they're, they're tweeting in, in in Japan, so I always have to do the Google Translate, and they're always making fun of us. They're going, look at the richest country in the world can't even protect their national security, and they want to tell us what to do. The America wants to tell Japan what to do, and these fools are getting their fucking door front door just ran through every day. I mean, Japan is a hardline on immigration. They're laughing at. I mean, if that's what Japan is saying, I can only imagine what China and everyone else thinks of us. It's a, I mean, would the wall would the wall help? Or would they just go on tunnel under and it would just create other problems? Or would the, so, would the wall what, help? What I hear from Border Patrol is the wall help. Now, one thing that what I hear from Border Patrol is like, look, Jorge, if we put up the wall, does it like, does it solve immigration? No. He says, but we need the wall because it deters the families from coming in. And what they keep telling me is it just buys us time. Like, we need time to get to the point and like do the apprehension because they could see. Everything from the cameras is just that border patrol is so busy. How would they get in if there was a wall? Well, if there was, I mean, if we had like a legit wall, they would, they would not. You would only be, I mean, in a, common sense, in a common sense where the only way you could get in is legally through a port of entry, which we want. So it would be turned more criminal activity. Well, I don't know if more, but it, you would only get through by paying people off if we built a wall. You'd have to pay someone. You couldn't just cross on your own. Exactly. But with a wall, you would make even that harder. So as long as it just complicates the process, I heard from Border Patrol to buy them time. That's what they would like. Uh, we, we showed you which which states have fewer people than the number of illegal uh, immigrants that have come into the country. We showed you which countries around the world have uh, less um, uh, people or the same amount of people as illegal immigrants that have come into this country. And I want to show you one more thing. So how many people come in legally? The body of law governing U.S. immigration policy is called the Immigration and Nationality Act. The Immigration and Nationality Act allows the United States to grant to 675,000 permanent immigrant visas a year. Why the fuck would you vie for one of those? I mean, that's still when a, you can just a cross. What I know, people? I know, it's a shit ton. I agree. I agree. It's a third of one percent. It's massive. It's massive. <sighs> It's it's just it's just fascinating to me that people are still coming in legally, but it's still it it, it it's the the number of illegals should not be the what if we here let me put this in, in perspective for someone else too. Ideally, when you work somewhere, I remember I worked in a place called Drug Barn. It was like a small Costco, and when they told us like a third of one percent of our inventory was being stolen, it was like fucking unfathomable to the management. Imagine if the theft in a store was greater than the shit you were selling. So if you made $100,000 a year selling cakes at a place, but $200,000 worth of cakes were being stolen, that's what's happening at the border. 
675,000 people are being let in legally, but 3.5 million, or, or let's say half that because it's only one year, 1.75 million are coming in illegally. You, you can't run a business like that. That, that those numbers don't work. You can't have more shit being stolen than, than, than you're selling twice as much, three times, four times. And we're the richest, most powerful country in the whole world. And we can't even protect the, our, our own border. Dude, Russia, Russia has the biggest border in the whole world. They have this massive landmass. I mean, it's, it's just embarrassing that, that, that we can't, do like the simple like every country could do this and then we're the only ones who are incompetent we have idiots that run our government literally mentally ill retards who can't figure this out you could give them all the money in the world they have all the resources and they can't figure out this issue they, 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 on both sides they just they just can't it's it's amazing if- at this point. I asked you this, where would you prioritize uh, this problem at the border? Let me ask it a different way too, and this is asking your opinion. Um, Let's say I hate Trump. Is this issue enough to change my mind knowing that he would stop the border problem? Let's say I'm like, well, I don't like the way he treats women. I didn't like the way he was shooting three-pointers with paper towels when he was in Puerto Rico. I don't like the fact that he started an insurrection. By the way, the insurrection thing, by the way, I just want to say one thing to everyone who's listening. Can you imagine the Republican Party is the party of guns, and you think they did an insurrection on the Capitol with no guns? Does that show you how stupid people are that report that as an insurrection? No one showed up at the insurrection without a gun when it's the party of guns? I mean. It's your your media is lying to you, and anyone who thinks it's an insurrection, you're lying to yourself, and you're batshit crazy. No one does an insurrection without guns. Okay, um, do you think that this is a big enough issue to where okay, I'm going to put aside all my other problems with Trump, Mm. or 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 anyone who's going to build a border for the wall, and I'm going to leave my party? Is this is this big enough in your opinion? That's a tough one because it it matters where that I hate Trump person lives. I think for 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 now, and, and and this is what I mean by that. Um, if you're that person where you truly do care about like the people being abused at the border, and then I think you see what Biden is doing. I'm not saying that you'll go like, oh my god, I love Trump, but you'll at least be like, you know what, Biden is not is is failing me on this issue, which which means a lot. You mean it's which a massive had a humanitarian of, crisis at the border? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that there's some bad Biden, shit happening, to people. Yeah, you've had which I have I have had a, a good amount of Biden voters actually DM me. And tell me, hey, man, like seeing your stuff, like I am really disappointed. And I had no idea it's like this. Not saying that they'll love Trump and jump on the bandwagon, right? Now, what I will say is the I hate Trump people, a lot of them were actually living and, and were, I mean, they're still, they're still there, are South Texas people. But since they now seen the problem kind of, see, under Trump, it's easy to say I hate Trump and like I don't want the wall because everything was kind of chilled and it was tame. Now under Biden, they go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, this is what that guy was talking about. So right. the I hate Trump's, a lot of those people on the border, they did switch off that one issue and they live in they live in South Texas. So I think it, it matters. Like, you know, if, if it's a white liberal in, in Los Angeles, I don't think they're going to switch no matter what. Even if they, if they care about this issue, I think, you know, they're not going to switch. But the Hispanic who lives there who did hate Trump two years ago, but now has been living through the border, who's like, you know what? Yeah, I'm switching. I voted for Myra. I'm voting GOP now. I think yeah. Why, why don't what why don't the um 
the people who cross the border, let's call them Mexicans. Why don't the Mexicans who cross the border illegally then keep supporting that? What do they see once they get here that shifts their perception? They're like, oh, fuck, this is fucked. I mean, it's how they got in. What do you mean on the issue of, of I mean, are you talking about like a migrant crossing illegally, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so, so I'll give you an example in the CrossFit community. In the CrossFit community, everyone opens, you have to take a two day course, right? And then you can open a gym anywhere on the planet. You pay a thousand bucks. And when someone pays a 2000 bucks and they open a gym in the community, they're like, yeah, that was great. I love the low barrier to entry. I love it. But the second someone else does it and opens a gym across the street from them, they're like, that's fucked up. Two days training isn't enough. They shouldn't be next to me. It should cost oh, me. Right you know right. what I mean? So I'm getting the impression from you that these Mexicans are coming across the border illegally. They're settling. Their families are settling. They're breeding. They're establishing themselves. They're building homes. They're going to school. They're getting jobs. And now they're like, wait a second. There's that's enough. Shut that fucker down. So is there a, a lot of these or am I not understanding the picture right? No, 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 no. So a lot of these, um, particularly in Texas, a lot of these folks have been living there. What they tell me is a lot of them is I didn't cross the border. The, the border crossed me when the whole Texas and the Mexico thing happened. So they've been living there like for years and I mean, hundreds of years. And they call themselves like Tejanos. You do have obviously large uh, Hispanic communities in South Texas, Mexican communities that are, are the people that have come in. Majority have come in legally. Okay. And go, done the process. Now, some have come oh, in. Oh, and they're now, being overrun by the ones who've come in illegally. Exactly. So, I mean, they've, I mean, the people like particularly, like, like the South Texas, particularly, their, their folks have been there for years and years, have, have come in legally. Like, these are actually like residents, taxpayers, like, Amer I mean, they've been, and their families have been there for years. Now, there is this other issue. Where, uh, and I've known this with my, with my own family members. If and, and they don't live in, in like they live in California, they don't live in South Texas. Just 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 for context, where they've crossed illegally in the nineties, but they don't, and then now they're citizens or whatever. But they don't, they don't support what they're seeing now. And the reason for that is back in the nineties, illegal crossings were like, it just wasn't what it is now. Like. People did it, but it wasn't, I mean, it just wasn't an issue. It wasn't a crisis. It wasn't like Border Patrol overwhelm. And it wasn't like the drug thing wasn't a thing just quite yet. So back in the, back in like the early nineties, people crossed, but it was not, like I said, it wasn't, um, it wasn't a crisis. It was very different. It was very manageable. It wasn't what we see now. Now I'm not saying it's okay. So people don't, don't freak out like, Oh, all right. it's okay with illegal immigration. It's just, that's just what it is. Like, that's just reality. Like, but now it's a whole different, whole different aspect um, to, to this issue. But the, the people in South Texas have been living there for years, years, years. Um, Mexican, I mean, all those counties are like 85% Hispanic, 90% Hispanic, who are now really shifting to the GOP. And uh, like I said, a lot of those people were the I hate Trump people. I mean, in 2016, Hillary Clinton did great in South Texas. So it's not like this is like a Trump uh, county or like this has been Republican for years. 2016, they they went for Clinton, and then you know 2020, you started to see the uh, to, the uh, shift to uh, to Trump. I'm trying to look to see how many Mexicans cross or how many people crossed the border uh, in 1990. Oh, that would be a great stat to put up. Uh, how many immigrants came to the U.S. in 1990? Record high immigration uh, mark 1990s with 13 million people entering the United States, more than a million per. Oh, in the 90s. Okay, that's legal. Sorry. Yeah, uh, we how many people, how many, uh, how many illegal, 
immigrants. Um, illegal immigration data analysis. Let's see if this gives it to me. Just to see how uh, hmm. how many immigrants came to the U.S. And how what was the uh, estimated unauthorized immigrant? Pro- uh, really quick, uh, Katie has a question here. She says, "Does Jorge know why there's not a lot of immigration via New Mexico border?" Great question, Katie. The reason is because of how bad the uh, desert terrain is in that New Mexico Mexico um, kind of crossing point. I mean, that that whole terrain is just too brutal. So you won't see like the family units and stuff like that. Now you will see illegal crossings, but it's like one or two people, three people. It's not a lot. I mean, you 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 won't even see that. It's just so brutal the the terrain. Now what you will see in New Mexico is the drug runners, cartels, those type of individuals wow. run through New Mexico, the desert. A lot of these guys are wearing camouflage. Um, they're also wearing the uh, they'll put like grass on their feet so it doesn't leave any any tracks, stuff like that. So in New Mexico and Arizona, a lot of Arizona. Now, Arizona gets hit by the drug runners and the family units, but New Mexico, you won't see the family units. You'll see mostly drug runners, single males, guys who already committed crimes. Um, They like to run through those deserts in New Mexico and also in Arizona as well. Like Douglas, Arizona gets hit a lot by those drug runners, gotaways, single males. Um, But, yeah, it's just that desert terrain is really, really rough. It's just. I mean, it's like 110 out there, and it's just all desert. I mean, it's all, all, all desert, um, which you're not, you know, you don't see that in Texas. That's why you see the majority family units in the state of Texas. Jorge, my bladder is about to pop. Is there anything you'd like to finish with? And I appreciate your 90 minutes before I wet my pants. Yes, sir. Um, follow me on Instagram, Jorge Ventura TV on Instagram. Twitter is Jorge Ventura Media. Follow me, guys, for all the breaking news. I am taking off to the border once again in a day or two. Um, I really encourage the audience, if you can, if you guys like what I do, or if you guys look at some of the content, please click the link in my bio on my Instagram and please support me any way we can. I mean, all the money that is donated literally just goes back to us being in shitty hotels at the border with three guys, four dudes, grinding it out every single day on the front lines, going between there and Mexico and eating Whataburger. So um, help us out if you guys can. We, Like I said, we go back to arizona in a day or two we'll be back in the yuma section and we might be back in the eagle pass section working more in the mexican side but thank you to everyone who listened i always love doing this one man it's it's super thank you we love having you man i'm so stoked to be in touch with you again so great all right guys thank you very much uh like we said at the beginning of the podcast someone made in the comment jorge ventura is one of the good guys and i'll see you guys tomorrow tomorrow we have jalen turner uh if you guys don't know who he is he's on a five fight win streak ufc 155 pound weight class he is a stud